0: And the Mid-Buchanan Dragons, for
1: the first time in school history, are on their way to play for a state championship. Your final score today, 63-13.
0: Mid-Buchanan, for the first time in history, will march on as one of the final two teams standing history has been made as the clock in zero and the dragons officially are on their way to play for a class one state football championship 63 13 your final score mid-buchanan in dominating fashion dismissing the adrian blackhawks here this afternoon and will march along to face either thayer or windsor next saturday afternoon for that was Chris Ward from
2: Classic Hits 100.1 KKWK on that call. Thank you, Chris, so much for definitely letting me use that call for this broadcast. And with that, we welcome everybody to the special Class 1 State Championship preview here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. I am Clifton Grooms. As you heard it there, the mid Buchanan Dragons are moving on to their first ever State Championship appearance in school history where they will be facing off against the Windsor Greyhounds, who are 14-0 on the season and will also be making their first state championship appearance in school history, so guaranteed we are going to get a brand new Class 1 state champion after Saturday. We will preview this matchup more in depth here in just a few minutes, but let's give you a rundown of what we are going to present to you on this show. We will tell you how both teams got to this point, and we're going to offer up some history on both teams, and of course, we also have interviews with both coaches. That's with Mid-Buchanan Dragon coach Aaron Fritz and Windsor Greyhound coach Jake Vinsel. We will talk to both coaches ahead of Saturday's matchup, and we also have a few media members that we're going to talk to also. We have um, clips from Chris Ward from 100.1 KKWK and from Chris Roush of KQ2, but we're going to start our preview here in just a few minutes after this short break. After we get back for break, we're going to start off our preview by detailing the Mid Buchanan Dragons' journey to the state championship game. And we welcome everybody back to the special Class 1 state championship preview here on the Cliff Notes podcast. Let's not waste any time. Let's get started by previewing the Mid Buchanan Dragons out of Fossa, Missouri. The Dragons are led by their sixth year head coach, Aaron Fritz. Coach Fritz, no stranger to this area, the Cameron native, played at two state championships himself as a player in 2004 and in 2005 with the 2005 Cameron team winning the Class 2 state championship and becoming arguably one of the best teams in this area's history. Fritzson went on to play his college ball at Missouri Western and then after that he took some assistant jobs, but in 2015, Miby Kent had hired him to become their head coach after a winless 2014 season. Maybe Cannon was looking for Fritz to lead the program back to stability and into the deeper end of the playoffs where they've only been twice in their team history in 2003 and in 2009. Both those teams made trips to the quarterfinals. At Coach Fritz's first season, the Dragons finished 5-6 and, and won a first-round year, first round district game. Definitely some big steps there in 2016, the same exact thing. A 5-6 record, another district win. Thieves seemed to be looking up for the Buchanan Dragons and then 2017 hit. While the Dragons did play in some close ball games, they hit a little bit of a snag that season, finishing 1-9. But Coach Fritz and the staff and his players stayed optimistic as there would be better times to come. And boy, there was. Here comes 2018, which I think really in my mind that is the catalyst Of how we got to this point where we're at right now. Doing this class 1 state championship preview. Here in 2020. I believe this all started in 2018. That season though the Dragons. It didn't start off easily. The Dragons started 3-3 that season. Besides a lopsided loss to Lathrop. Who made the class 2 title game that season. Mid-buck. Had two really really close overtime losses. One to Hamilton 29-27. And then the second one to East Buchanan, 34-28, a game where the Dragons led by 21 going into the fourth quarter, but the Bulldogs came back, tied the game, and forced overtime and ended up getting the winning score, 34-28 again, was that final there. That East Buchanan game, though, that was a turnaround. That started a turnaround for the Dragons as they won two out of their last three regular season games, rolling both Plattsburgh and West Platte before falling to Lawson in that regular season finale. But here we go. Here's where we make our money. Here's where the money ball starts getting. And it's in district play. First round, they in, they draw Plattsburgh as a 4C. Plattsburgh, the 5C, mid-buck, the 4. Played them three weeks earlier. Same result. 41-12, a victory for the Dragons. That sets up a rematch with their rivals from Galler in the class in the Class 1 District 8 semifinals. But this time, it was Mid-Buchanan that came out on top after the Dragons were trailing 21-7 in the first quarter. It was all Mid-Buchanan after that. Three Javenoise touchdowns secured the upset for Mid-Buchanan. They beat a Bulldog team who at one time was the number one team in the state that season. Mid-Buchanan ultimately won their third district championship in school history with a 36-6 win over Wellington-Napoleon And just the fourth year at the helm for Coach Fritz, Mid Buchanan is back in the Class 1 Elite 8. So definitely in just four years, Coach Fritz got this team back into the deep end of the playoffs. But the magical season didn't stop there. They just weren't satisfied with that. They made a trip to Hamilton for the Class 1 quarterfinals, a team that they also lost to in overtime that season. But just like the game against the East Buck in the District Semis, the Dragons avenged that loss. But in the fourth quarter of that, that game, their magical season was on the line. Again, a big performance by Javen Noyes, two passing, and a rushing touchdown from the then-sophomore quarterback, and six touchdowns overall helped Mid-Buchanan advance to their first-ever trip to the Class 1 semifinals. That game, they drew a home game against the Lincoln Cardinals. In a back-and-forth game, the Dragons were down 14-7 with under three minutes to play, Javon Noyes found Caleb Kershaw on a 20-yard passing touchdown late in the, late in the fourth quarter. Still chilling through 14-3. Coach Fritz and the Dragons decided to play, decided to gamble a little bit and win the game and go for a two-point conversion. But Javon Noyes was stopped short of the goal line, and Lincoln ultimately ran out the clock and won the game 14-13. No doubt about it, that season was a season for all Mid Buchanan fans Players and the staff to be proud of. In 2019, the Dragons returned an experienced team coming off that deep playoff run in 2018. A lot of optimism and a lot of expectations were definitely in Dragon Country coming off their best playoff run in school history. They followed that up by having their best regular season in school history with an 8-1 record, with their only loss coming to Lathrop in Week 3 that season. I thought really one of the big wins that season was when they defeated Lawson in Week 9, a Cardinal team they haven't defeated since 2004. So I thought that was a great win for mid Buchanan. So definitely, they finished 12-2 that season, so Mid-Buck rolled through districts. They rolled through Polo and East Buck before getting tested in the championship game against a very game Hamilton team, but ultimately won that game 20-14 to move on to another quarterfinal matchup. This time, they went up against South Harrison and they beat them with ease. A 35-8 victory put the Dragons back in the Classwood semifinals where they would travel on the road to beat a very, very good Valley Catholic team who they would ultimately end up falling to 31, 37-14 to 14, the final score in that game. That Warrior team went on to win the state championship last season. Now we're going to move on to 2020. Not even knowing whether or not we were going to have a season with everything going on with COVID-19 this year, the excitement of the last two seasons was still at an all-top high at Mid-Buchanan. Another experienced team coming back. The Dragons entered the 2020 season with high expectations. Coach Fritz and his staff went into the season. They went to work, and their hard work paid off. Let's run down some of the results from the Dragons in the regular season. In Week 1, they went on to a road game at Princeton and won 41-6. Followed that up in Week 2 against Maysville, 73-8. And then they went on the road to Lawson beating the Cardinals 47-7, and then beating Lathrop on the road 42-6. With the Dragons 4-0, the Dragons were named the number one team in the state in Class 1. The rankings were released a little bit later due to everything with COVID-19, not knowing who was going to play, who was going to opt out, all that good stuff. So the Dragons were named the number one team in the class. But with that, that comes with a target on your back and your chest but that didn't stop the Dragons from rolling through the regular season. In Week 5, they were able to dispatch North Platte 69-7. and Week 6, they eased over Hamilton 63-6. And then in Week 7, a matchup of two undefeated football teams at the time in Gower as Ben Buchanan went on to beat East Buck 49-21. And then in Week 8, they were supposed to play Plattsburgh, but the Tigers ended up opting out due to COVID-related issues. Less... Less than a, less than hours before game time, the Dragons found Atchison County, ACCHS, out of Effingham, Kansas, to play them. They won that game 63-7, to and then wrapped up the regular season by beating West Platte 60-6. Let's go ahead, let's move on to district play. Now, the Dragons were supposed to play a first-round district game. They were scheduled to play St. Joe Christian, but the Lions had to forfeit in the last couple weeks of the regular season. Due to COVID related issues, with that, that gives me Buchanan a first round bye. With a first round bye, and with their victory over Plattsburgh, the, they were now matched up in the district semis with the Polo Panthers, who won 50. The Dragons won that game 55 to 6, and now it's the district championship time. The stage was set. A rematch with the rivals from Gower, East Buchanan, who are looking for their first victory over Mid Buck in four tries. I was at that game, so we're going to detail. Of the, we're going to detail a little bit of this game here. We got the first quarter; it was deadlocked at zero. But in the second quarter, the Dragons' offense came alive. Well, the Javon Noise passing touchdown to Rollins Brett, and even calling his own number for a rushing touchdown, that put me Buchanan up fourteen 0 nothing at the half. In the third quarter, another Javen Noyes rushing touchdown at a seventy-four-yard rushing score by T.J. Runyon made it twenty-eight nothing Dragons. At the end of the third quarter, but the Javen's third rushing touchdown put the icing on the cake. And that clinched Mid-Buchanan's third straight trip to the quarterfinals and their third straight district championship crown. Now we move on to the quarterfinals. A trip to Hamilton and a rematch with the Hornets. And boy, this was a complete different ballgame from the 63-6 game back in Week 6. In the first quarter, the Hamilton defense came out strong, stopping midbuck on fourth down twice and shutting them out of the end zone for a 7-0 lead in the first quarter. But in the second quarter, Javen Noyes tied the game at seven with a two-yard rushing score. Then Corbin Henderson for Hamilton put the Hornets back on top 14-7. But with 108 left in the first half, Noyes fights Caden Bailey for a score. But the Dragons missed the PAT, still putting them down 14-13 to 13 at the half. And for the first time the season, maybe you can't have found themselves in uncharted territory. Down at the half, dominated at the line of scrimmage. Some people might have even thought the Dragons' championship dreams might have been going out the window at this time. But definitely their, their championship dreams were definitely being put to a test for sure. But they went on in the third quarter. We're going to kick off the scoring there. Norris responded by finding Caden Bailey again for another passing score. Two-point conversion, however, was no good. That put Midbuck up in that game 19-14. But then almost immediately on the next drive, Sawyer Morrow sprints for a 65-yard score to put Hamilton back on top 21-19. That would be the last time the Hornets would taste the end zone. As two Norris rushing scores... A passing score by Noyes and a TJ Runyon score on the ground gave the Dragons a 46-21 to victory. And Hamilton, definitely a hard-fought victory. I had my thoughts definitely after this game. Definitely, I would remember thinking maybe, maybe them being challenged in that game was maybe the thing that they needed. You know, I think, you know, teams like that, you know, especially the way they were beating teams throughout the whole regular season, maybe them being close like that maybe it was what they needed. I think, do, I do think championship teams need to be tested like that before a potential championship game. But let's move on to the semifinal game against the Adrian Blackhawks. Their third strip to the ch- to the semifinals, but the question line with the third time be the charm. The Dragons got to work from the word go. TJ Runyon scored on three of the first five touchdowns in the first quarter as the Dragons stormed to a 35-0 lead at the end of the first quarter. In the second, more of the same. As a Butch Walters rushing score and two more T.J. Runyon scores put them up 56-6 at the half. Dragons would only score one more time in the third quarter. As, as Javen Noyes found Blake Hunter on a 12-yard touchdown pass, that pretty much sealed the deal. Adrian would get their second touchdown late in the fourth quarter but it was a little bit too late. Coach Fritz got his entire team in the ball game, which I thought for me was a huge moment. Definitely a huge moment for those kids, definitely getting everybody in and a huge ball game like that. But that ended up sealing the Dragons first trip to the state championship game, a 63 to 13 victory over Adrian. With more on that and this week's state championship game, I had an opportunity to visit once again. With Dragon Head Coach Aaron Fritz, we talked about all that and so much more. And our conversation starts now. Ever here on the Cliff Dust Podcast. We're continuing our preview through the Class 1 State Championship this Saturday at Jefferson City. We got the head coach of the Big McKinnon Dragons back with us, Aaron Fritz. Coach, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing all right, buddy. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. First of all, congratulations on making it to the state championship game.
3: Thank you very much.
2: And um, Coach, I I know we've talked all season long, so really, you know, we followed you. we pretty much followed your whole entire season here on the Clip Notes podcast. But um, I want to get into this game against Adrian. And um, before we really get into the game here, into the whole game, I want to get into the first quarter. Um, Obviously, you know, last week against Hamilton, you guys didn't come out on the fastest start during that game. But really, you got this game. 35 points in the first quarter and didn't allow any to Adrian in the first quarter. So coach, how big was it to really come out of the gates and just have a good start going into this game?
3: Something we wanted to do and clean up was just finishing drives. And I mean, the Hamilton game, sure. We didn't score necessarily right away like we did against Adrian, but we moved the ball fine and we got in scoring position and got down there. We just didn't finish the drive. And that was something we really spent a lot of time this week working on was Hey, fast starts are important. We want to start fast, but we also need to learn how to finish. And, and we spent a lot of time on that over the week and, and getting things moving. And um, I think that was the difference in, in the week is, hey, Hamilton game, we moved the ball, didn't quite get in the end zone like we wanted to. And the Adrian game, man, we, we got there quickly and often and, and finished our blocks and things like that. So um, once you get up on people, especially teams like Adrian, who wants to run the ball and eat clock, um, it really puts them in a hole, and they have to change what they're doing. And we were fortunate enough to get up really early and quick on them and, and try to force them to throw the ball a little bit and try to get in some hurry-up stuff that they don't want to do. And I thought that really made a big difference in, in allowing us to really extend that lead after the first quarter, too, and into the halftime.
2: Um, Coach, um, big thing that you guys really did, I thought, when I was there, is really dominated dominated line of scrimmage on both the offense and the defensive end. And I know we don't really get an opportunity to talk about the lines here on this show. Talk about the play of your offensive and defensive line on Saturday.
3: Oh, I, I thought they were outstanding. Probably one of the best games that, that, uh, that we've had of line play at both sides since I've been here. And, um, you know, from the first snap, they were getting off the ball. They were flying around. They were they were playing as physical as they could. And, and we were at a huge size disadvantage. But uh, you wouldn't have known it watching our kids play because they just played so hard. And um, our five guys up front on the O-line got off the ball. They were climbing to second level. They were staying – staying on their blocks, getting their butts in good position to uh, give our running backs a place to run. And then defensively, our guys were getting off the ball and and really blowing up their their give on the veer, which was a big deal, because if you can slow that down, let the rest of the guys behind you run, um, it gives us a good chance to do things. And I thought our guys up front, um, all of them that we rotated did a great job blowing up veer. So um, very proud of those kids. I know if you talk to any of our skill kids who, who had a good day or do anything for us, they will tell you that our guys up front are really what makes us go. And and when our guys up front are playing well, we're a good football team. So, uh, very proud of those kids. They they deserve all the credit in the world, and they don't get enough of it, but they don't care. They just want to keep helping us win.
2: Let's talk about a few of the skill players here. T.J. Runyon, you know, a big day on the ground, 216 yards on the ground, five touchdowns, and uh, Javen almost 250 yards of total offense. Talk about the play of your two
3: seniors. Oh, I mean, once again, our, our backfield uh, – That's who everybody looks at and expects to lead us, and and they're not afraid to to step up to that challenge and do a good job. Um, TJ did a great job of being patient. I mean, TJ is a fast running back and does a lot of good things, but he also runs with some power and he runs with some uh, patience. And uh, some of the things we wanted to do to Adrian to get us out in front and and get moving was to get our guys pulling and out in front of TJ, and he has to be a little bit more patient, wait for things to open up. And our guys up front gave him plenty of things to run to. And uh, once he found the hole, he, uh, he bursted through it and just took off, and he was just awesome. Them. And um, I think one of the best things about TJ is he's going to tell you the same thing. Our guys up front blocked their tails off for him. He was, he was very proud of them, and, and he knows that's what made him have a good day. But TJ was awesome, and Javen's just steady. He doesn't, he doesn't panic. He doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. He doesn't care what's going on. Um, you know, Javen didn't score rushing the ball, and I bet he didn't even know that, and I bet he doesn't care. He just wants us to win. And I think that's a big deal when you have a couple guys in that backfield that, that care about how the team's doing instead of their individual stats. Um, that makes us go. But like I told you, those two will be the first two to tell you our offensive line was awesome, and and, and that's what made us go. So um, lots of unselfish kids on this team who just want to help us win and don't worry about the other stuff.
2: Absolutely. 63-13 um, to 13 was the final in that game. And the last question about the stand, Coach, how, how, how big was it to get every kid in that ball?
3: Oh, I – I mean, I don't, I don't think you can put into words what what that does for experience and just kind of morale um, to get everybody in. And they all got to play a lot, too. I mean, the fourth quarter was definitely no starters out there. It was it was a lot of the younger kids and guys who maybe don't get to play as much or don't play very many plays at the end of games. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a pretty good look into the future that people are going to probably look down upon us here after this year and say we've lost a lot of good kids the last three years. Can we keep it going? We're probably going to take a step back. And I think we got some kids coming back that are going to want to continue to – to show that they're good football players, they, they can work hard, and they can continue doing things in a positive way. So I'm very proud of those kids, very excited for them that they got to play a lot in front of a lot of people. And uh, they did a pretty good job of holding their own and doing some things, and, and we're excited about our crew coming back. But um, once we get through this Saturday, we'll start looking ahead to, to what's coming back and what we're going to do. But right now it's all about focus on, on playing Windsor and, and seeing if we can uh, win ourselves a state championship.
2: Coach, I know we talked a little bit about it on Saturday, very, very shortly in the post game. You know, thir- they say third time's a charm. You know, Coach, we talked about the previous two years of the outcome of the semifinals. How big was it this year to really break through and get this program, you know, a football team that has been trending in the right direction the past several years and finally get them into state championship game?
3: Well, oh, it's very exciting. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into a football program and try to be successful. And, and a lot of things you just don't see. I mean, um, our kid, our kids put in a lot of time watching film and practicing and, and being pushed and coached hard, but our coaches, man, they spend a lot of times away from their families and, and doing things like that. And I mean, our AD spends a lot of time away from his family doing things and helping us be successful and all the administrators and people that kind of put things together. And it was just, it was very important. I felt like to, to make sure we enjoyed that moment because We've put a lot of time into this. And, and maybe in 2018, it was a big surprise we got there and everybody was excited and proud that we, we made it that far and just kind of shocked the world. And in 19, we had a great season, just a great season, did a lot of good things and just, and just couldn't quite get over the hump. And, um, you know, this year, I think probably would have been easy to focus on. Let's get to the state title game. That's all we want to do. This is what we want to do. But with all the things going on with the pandemic and possible cancellations and you never know what's going to happen day by day, we, we tried to enjoy it a day at a time. And I think that's probably what helped us stay uh, kind of Zoom-focused in this year is we, we enjoy it day by day. We take advantage of each day of practice. Um, our seniors understood, and we tried to remind them as much as we could that this is your last week five, this is your last week six, like it's going to end. And um, you know at practice yesterday, we ended practice with saying, hey, that was the last Monday this team ever gets to practice. There's no, hey, win this week and we get to do it again. This is it. Um, make sure you take advantage of your Tuesday. And we've got, we've got, all our guys locked in right now they want to continue playing football and enjoying each day and and they know Saturday's it what what is Saturday going to bring to us we don't know but we're going to make sure we go in there as prepared and as focused as possible because we finally got over the hump let's go see if we can take care of business and finish the job
2: well coach let's talk about this Saturday um Saturday one o'clock at Blair Oaks High School it will be your mid Buchanan Dragons taking on the Windsor Greyhounds who defeated Thayer 14 to 12 um coach just um Again, go through the scouting report as far as um, Windsor, and um, what can we expect from this football
3: game on Saturday? Uh, you know, something different about this week than probably the past couple of weeks is this team is very, very similar to us. And um, you kind of match this up on paper. It's, it's the same offense. It's a very similar defense in the way we play and what we want to do. Um, so it's, it's two styles that are very similar. So it's going to be more about who makes less mistakes, and definitely who can win the battle up front because that's probably gonna be a big deciding factor in the game uh you know on defense they play a four three they'll play in cover four and some zone stuff they'll play in some cover zero and get after you it just depends on how they feel they can match up with you and and they get downhill and they have uh, a couple linebackers that have over 100 tackles a piece and they get after you and and cause turnovers and fly around and on offense they they spread you out like we do then they'll go under center and run the ball a little bit they'll get in some single wing and, and they'll formation you to death and um, just very similar to us. They give you tons of formations, a bunch of different plays, a bunch of different ways to move the ball, and they got tons of playmakers. Their quarterback's a big kid. He's I think he's six foot, 200 plus pounds, and runs the ball really well and has a big arm. And their running back, um, just from everybody I've talked to and reaching out to coaches and talking to people, they all talk about how he's probably the best player in the state. And and we're gonna definitely go find that out on Saturday. But that dude has 40 some touchdowns um, total with catching the football and running the football and and he's just a monster out there and makes tons of plays for him and is really good. And then they have multiple receivers that are really, really fast, run well, jump well, catch the ball well. So it's, it's just going to be a big-time game for us to show how good are we defensively, how good are we offensively, because we're going to play a team that looks very similar to us and is our style of football and the way we play um, going to give us a chance to beat them, or are we going to be in a different type of game than we were in the semifinals? And we're going to find out really early on Saturday because this football team is very, very good.
2: And then last question, Coach, you know, just all this stuff, you know, state championship, uh, the season you guys have had, you know, just uh, what, what's it meant for you, this coaching staff, this, these players, and just uh, the entire community at Boston?
3: You know, I, I had a hard time on Saturday. I was, I was excited. I was enjoying the moment. I was talking to my wife and things like that after the game. And I had to finally turn my phone off because it just continued to blow up with text messages, messages on social media and things like that. I know the other coaches were getting the same thing too. And I'm sure the kids were um, just tons of people excited. I, I kind of seen a few people out in the community and, and a lot of them tell me all the time, Hey, just a handful of years ago, we were just excited to score a touchdown. We were just excited to compete in the game. And, and now we're, we're in a state championship and have had these really, really good years um, the past six years and how proud they are seeing the program change. So it's, it's a really big deal. It's, it's a, it's an exciting time for everybody. And hopefully we can go out and, and give them one more thing to be proud of this year and make sure we play as hard as we can on Saturday because uh, there's a lot of eyes on us right now, I know, and there's a lot of people who are, who are really enjoying this moment. we got to make sure we do the same thing and enjoy the moment too because um, this is kind of a once-in-a-lifetime thing for a lot of these people that uh, they get to see their kids and their community and their school play for a state title in football, and we want to make sure we do the best we can and give them something to be proud of when we go out there and take the field on Saturday.
2: Absolutely. I think it's going to be a tremendous ball game. I'll be there. I know a handful of media members will definitely be there. So absolutely should be fun. So um, Coach Aaron Fritz, um, all year, you know, just thank you so much for allowing me to get some time, you know, and really being able to follow this football team all the way throughout the season and follow them through this special moment you guys are about to encounter on Saturday.
3: Cliff, man, we appreciate all your coverage all year, and we appreciate what you do for high school football, and, and, and thanks for everything, man. Uh, we'll see you Saturday. Hopefully we get something positive to talk about after the game, my man. Thank you so much, Coach Aaron Fritz, as always,
2: for definitely taking time and coming on the podcast, and talking about your football team. But with that, let's move on to the Dragons opponents this weekend in the Class 1 title game. That is the Windsor Greyhounds. They are coached by Jake Vinsel, who is in his fifth season at the helm there in Greyhound country. In his first three seasons, the Greyhounds finished with 4-6, 8-3, and 7-4 and and seven, seven and records, respectively. But their big break started in 2019, where they captured their first district championship in school history and made it to the quarterfinal round and finished 10-3 last season. The 2020 Greyhounds, a different story. Windsor, just like Mid Buchanan, went through the regular season unbeaten, and they held the top five state ranking all year long. So definitely congratulations for Windsor. Definitely getting to that point. In district play, they were untested in the first two rounds. Breezing past Pleasant Hope and Tipton. Before moving on to a district championship on the road at Skyline. The Groundhounds came out on top with a 44-36 victory for their second straight district championship. That puts them in the quarterfinals for a second straight season. At home against Class 1 power Marionville, cold and rainy field conditions. They proved challenging, but the Greyhounds got it done. A 40-21 victory over Marionville now set them up with a road trip to Thayer for the Class 1 semifinals. A low scoring defensive game, but Windsor won the game 14-12, was the final score on that one. That victory will send this Greyhound team to their first state championship in school history, like I said earlier, we are guaranteed to have a first-time Class 1 champion after Saturday, so it's definitely real exciting. With all that, I had also had an opportunity to talk to their coach, Jake Vinsel, to get to know him, his team, reviewing the season so far, and his breakdown of this weekend's state championship game. Here's our conversation with Coach Jake Vinsel right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We're continuing our preview of the Class 1 State Championship game. This Saturday afternoon, we got the head coach of the Windsor Greyhounds, Jake Bensel, with us. Coach, how are you doing?
4: Oh, we're doing great. Doing great. Just finished up a great practice this evening. We're getting it after it this week. We want to have a great week of prep. We want to try to keep things as normal as possible, focus on the process, and uh, get ready to play on Saturday.
2: Well, Coach, before we talk about the big game, um, I want to get to know you a little bit, who Coach Vinzel is, and um, talk about some of your coaching stops and um, how you got here to Windsor.
4: Well, honestly, it all started in Windsor. I'm a 2004 graduate of Windsor High School. Uh, I had started my coaching gr- career uh, my last two years of college. I was at UCM, uh, Central Missouri, right here in Warrensburg, so I was local. Uh, I actually started here at Windsor High School. Uh, One of the assistant coaches on staff now, Dave Wanager, gave me my first opportunity in coaching. Uh, Then I graduated college, I went to Crestridge and I was able to, I was fortunate enough to coach under Coach Cavanaugh, who is now at Warrensburg High School. Uh, And so uh, I had four years at Crestridge and then I, uh, you know, uh, moved down to Windsor, uh, accepted the head football coach role at Windsor High School, and uh, I've been here for five seasons. This is our fifth season at Windsor.
2: Well, Coach, um, I want to talk about a little bit before we start really getting specific. Really, just this run you guys have really been on. Um, you, you obviously, were, you guys are going to be matched up with Biddeford. These are two football teams that have really have started building the or rebuilding their programs over the last couple of years. So, um. Coach, talk talk to me how this process has been like for this season with previous seasons, how this process getting to this point.
4: Well, you know what? We've been building this program for the last five years. When I got here five years ago, we talked about playing for conference championships and for district titles. Uh, You know, to do that, uh, we just, like I said, we focused on the process and it was a building thing. It took years uh, and our guys bought into that process They bought into the things we were doing as a program. Uh, We went out and we challenged ourselves. We played quality programs. uh, And I felt like uh, that helped build us to where we're at. Uh, Last season, we made a huge step. Uh, We won our first district title in 30 years. Uh, We went over to Adrian, beat Adrian at Adrian. Um, And so we, you know, we got that playoff success that, you know, that district title we've been kind of searching for, Uh, you know, and then we had the experience of playing in a quarterfinal game at home against Lincoln, a really good Lincoln team. Um, So I think we built off of that this season. Um, I'm be honest, you know, quite early in the season, we graduated four offensive linemen off our team last season and, uh, you know, an all-state running back. So there was definitely some question marks entering the season. But uh, I I thought our guys just did a great job of committing in the offseason. We filled in those holes uh, on the offensive line, and uh, those guys have gelled and got better every single week. Uh, We knew we had some great skill guys that were coming back. Uh, But then as that offensive line continued to gel through the season, um, they became a strength. And then you put that with the explosive offensive players we have and the team speed that we have, it all just started fitting together. And, uh, you know, throughout the season, we had several moments where we played quality teams and we had good showings. You kind of felt like this could be a, a special year.
2: Well, coach, let's get to know some of your players here. Uh, there's going to be some new eyes on your football team, obviously this weekend with State. And um, let's talk. Um, let's get to know some of your players. Who are going to be some of the players for um, your team that um, people can really see that really stand out?
4: All right. Uh, I think first of all, you got to talk about number nine, Kenton Sargent. Uh, he is our quarterback and our middle linebacker. And the kid is a football player. Uh, and he has a drive like uh, none other. Uh, this guy is our leader uh, on and off the field. Uh, he's our leader in the huddle. Uh, he's our defensive leader. Um, he's just an extension of the coaching staff out there. Uh, he gets our guys lined up. He communicates. He is a physical football player. He is a talented football player. And he is the heart and soul of our team. Uh, he makes us go. Uh, you know, off of that. So that's number nine, Kenton Sargent. You know I mean? He's definitely gonna be uh, showing on both sides of the ball. Um, You know, after that, we have Dalton Witherspoon, number 30. Uh, He is our our running back, our A-back and outside linebacker on defense. He has uh, 2,300 rushing yards and over 34 touchdowns. So this young man, uh, he is uh, a great kid. Uh, He's committed uh, to the weight room. Uh, he works his tail off in the weight room. Uh, he has breakaway speed. Uh, and I'm telling you, if we, can, if we can get him to the edge, uh, he can go. Uh, he's done that throughout the season. Uh, he has 13 games where he's dead over 100 yards. Uh, last week was the only one he is not. Um, he is a heck of a player uh, on both sides of the ball for us. Uh, just great speed, uh, great tackler on defense. Offensively, we have multiple ways that we can get him the football, uh, running game, passing game, and uh, he, he makes us go as well on both sides of the ball.
2: Before we talk about the playoffs here, um, I want to talk about your team's um, regular season here. Can you just give a um, few thoughts of your team's regular season as you guys were able to run the table 9-0 in the regular season?
4: You know, we, we always break our season down uh, into chunks. We always talk about having a great conference season, a uh, great non-conference, and if you take care of both of those, and you can set yourself up for a good seed into districts, you know, and hopefully a good playoff run. Um, you know, going into the season, you know, we we've never won our conference uh, since we you know we used to be in the I seventy conference, and then we changed to the K singer, which is now becoming the West Central, which is you know technically we we're playing in two conferences this year, but. Uh, bottom line, we wanted to win conference. That was one of our team goals at the start of the season. We were able to win conference. Uh, some of those games we felt like we were majoring sticks. You know, with all the COVID stuff that's going on, week in and week out, you never know what your schedule is going to be, and we lost some opponents. But uh, because of one of those opponents we lost, we were able to pick up Kabul, who at the time was undefeated and state ranked. Uh, they came to, uh, came to our place. Uh, we played them. We ended up winning 26-0. It was kind of a moment where we realized that we, you know, we're, we're playing some pretty good football. Uh, you know, we still had room to improve, and we wanted to, you know, keep getting better week in and week out. But I uh, thought that was a majoring stick. Uh, finishing our conference against Tipton, uh, they, they've always been a tough team in our conference. Uh, obviously, getting Lincoln early, that was a big hump for us. Uh, you, know, our, you know, Lincoln has been a, a very quality program. Uh, Cole Camp's another conference school, so getting past those. Uh, beating Lincoln for the conference title was a huge step for us. And then we finished in week nine with another dropped opponent. Uh, We ended up uh, picking up Scott City, who is a class two opponent, a big class two school down in the boot hill and they came up and played us. And uh, we ended up winning, you know, 53 to eight. So we felt like that was another majoring stick game for us. They had a ton of size, they had a big roster. Uh, it was kind of like one of those things where we we felt like we were building in the right direction uh, that we had a good shot you know if we had a good regular season to get a good seed in districts
2: and then let, let's talk about the playoff road let's talk about what got you to this point um you guys beat some quality opponents in the last couple of weeks at Maryville and Thayer to get here so um coach up um, just talk about your team's um playoff run and how you guys got to state.
4: Okay, uh, you know, starting off in districts, uh, we were actually the two seed in our district. Uh, Skyline uh, finished, uh, you know, eight and one, uh, but their only loss was to Valley Catholic. And they play in a conference that has a lot of class two opponents. And so they had a lot of points for playing up. Um, so Skyline was the one seed, and we knew they're a really good football team. We were the two. Uh, we were able to take care of business in the first two rounds, and we went down to Skyline for a district championship. And I'm going to tell you right now, they're a darn good football team. Uh, they had athletes on the field, uh, some of the best athletes that I've seen on film. And, uh, and we knew they had a quarterback that had thrown for 3,000 yards last year. Uh, they could absolutely pitch it and catch it and all over the field. And we had a shootout with them. Uh, you know, we ended up making some big plays, especially in the fourth quarter. Let's see a coacher. Uh, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, um, on fourth down and, uh, you know, in a shootout, okay. Uh, both teams just going back and forth. Uh, we were able to, to win a close one. Uh, and uh, w- that was a big step, a uh, big step for a program to go back to back district titles. You know, something that's <laughs> that hasn't been done um, in our program history in a, in a long, long time. Uh, so then, you know, we uh, host Marionville. Again, uh, undefeated team, uh, a big matchup. Uh, you know, handling that the right way with everybody patting me on the back, uh, playing at home, uh, all those good things. Uh, had some nasty weather that day, uh, the cold rain with the wind. Anyways, our, our guys did a great job handling that uh, against a really good Marionville team. Um, you know, going into that game, there's a lot of Springfield coverage, and a lot of people said we didn't have a chance in that game. Uh, and 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 our guys just absolutely responded and uh, came out and I thought we played some of our best football this season in that game. Uh, you know, getting past that, you know, uncharted territory for our program. You know, going to a state semifinal, uh, we've never done it before. Uh, and then uh, on top of that, we have the draw of going to Thayer. Uh, you know, we knew that Thayer is a good football program. I mean, they told us that when we got there. That's what Thayer does. <laughs> We're a football town Um, and, you know, Coach Weber down there, uh, he just got inducted in the Hall of Fame last year. I respect the job that he does. Um, They, you know, they, it was a heck of a, of a defensive battle. Uh, Two defenses that got after each other, uh, you know, uh, in the opposite of the skyline game, both teams probably had opportunities to score. Um, but both teams just kept uh, you know, turning each other way, coming up with timely turnovers, came down to a field goal. Uh, we ended up blocking that field goal uh, there in the last seconds uh, to win an absolute thriller. Uh, I mean, Thayer is a good football team. They were six-time district champions. They had 14 returning st- starters from a team that played Valley Catholic 15 to 14 last season. So I respected them. Um, and I'm I'm extremely proud of how tough our guys played. We had a lot of things that did not go well for us Saturday, but they just kept lining up and playing the next play, and that's what we talk about. When it comes to playoff time, it's next play. You play one at a time, and then you keep moving on, and our guys did a great job with that. They were extremely tough. We won a tough, hard-fought defensive battle at Thayer against a really good football team, you know, and then – You know, next thing you know, you're playing state championship. (laughs) Well, coach, let's talk about
2: that. I know we just talked about a lot of games in the last few minutes here, but this is the big one. Class one state championship, one o'clock. Blair Oaks High School. I guess the, the, you know, rankings don't really matter right now, but they're the number one team in the state, the BB Cannon Dragons. This is a team that's been really explosive all year long. Just, um, coach, um, your thoughts on um, the, the state champ, thoughts of being in the state championship game, your scouting report on um, Mid-Buchanan, and um, what can we expect for on Saturday with a championship on the line?
4: Uh, let me start. First of all, we're very honored to be here. Uh, we felt like we've definitely earned this opportunity, um, you know, playing some of those quality schools, uh, especially Skyline and Thayer on the road, um, you know, that's, that's no easy task. Um, Respect mid buck, uh, they are a really good football team. And that jumps up uh, off the film as soon as you look at them. Uh, They're explosive, they have great athletes, they do a great job of getting them in space. Uh, And then when they get there, they have the the guys that can make big plays. Uh, Obviously a quarterback uh, that's been there for a while is very experienced, he has big game experience. He's a dual threat, he can run it, he can throw it. Those are very tough to defend. Uh, A very good running back uh, and very good skill guys outside of those two. Very athletic offensive line, uh, does a great job in their schemes, putting themselves in great positions. Uh, Their defense is very uh, pressure oriented. They get after you, they make you feel that pressure Um, And they have a lot of team speed on the defensive side as well. So we respect mid buck because they're a really good football team. Honestly, I think this is a great matchup. Uh, I think both of these teams kind of mirror each other in certain ways. Uh, Obviously we both kind of have different ways of uh, getting our guys lined up in our schemes, but as far as like player for player. You know, I I think we both have some big guys. We both have some fast guys. And I think overall, we both teams have a lot of team speed and have a lot of explosive skill guys. So, I think it's a great matchup. Uh, We're very excited about that opportunity. Um, You know, important for us is to handle this week in the correct way. Uh, We've got to, you know, focus on the process, um, you know, have a great week of practice doing the little things right we need to have a normal week of practice, you know, a normal week of prep. Uh, we need to try to keep things as normal as possible. You know, obviously when we get there Saturday, there's going to be a lot of bright lights. There are going to be some things that are different, but at the end of the day, we're playing football and the teams that do the fundamentals right, the block tackle and take care of the ball are going to be successful and that's what we need to do.
2: That's definitely a great way to look at it, coach. You know, definitely, I you know it's a big game, but don't make the game bigger than it actually is. So, um Coach Vintzel, I want to thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast, taking a few minutes to talk about your football team and your kids. And, um, again, I want to tell you congratulations on making the Class 1 state championship game. And um, good luck to you guys on Saturday. You get some good buck.
4: Hey, I appreciate your coverage. Anytime I get to talk about this team and what they've done, I'm going to take that opportunity because they deserve all the credit. This is a special group of young men that I'm extremely proud of. They have worked their tails off to be in this position, uh, to play in this type of game. And we want to take advantage of that opportunity, the one that you know that we've earned. I appreciate your coverage, uh, Greyhound football. And uh, we're going to leave it all on the field for four quarters on Saturday. And it's going to be a lot of fun.
2: Absolutely. Thank you, coach.
4: Thank you. Go Greyhounds. Thank you so
2: much to Coach Jake Vitzel for joining us once again. Thank you so much for allowing me to interview you, to talk about your team, and to talk about your players. Now, we have analysis for both Chris Ward and Chris Roush. We start with Chris Ward, and here's his breakdown of the big game in Wardsville this Saturday.
0: Uh, first, uh, congrats to Coach Fritz and his guys getting here. That's pretty awesome. First time in school history. Also, congrats to uh, to Windsor and uh, Jake Vinstal and his ball club getting there for the first time ever. That's pretty cool. I also think it's pretty cool that uh, you can kind of extend the southern border of the northwest Missouri and kind of include them if you want. They're down there, you know, south of I-70, but, you know, they're kind of brethren there. They're kind of on this west side and, and northern half of the state. So, uh, you know, I think it's cool that this area is so well represented. Uh, this is a good football team. Uh, I, like I said, I've been watching tape up I watched the Thayer game. I've gone back and watched a good chunk of the Marionville game, and I've watched a lot of the Skyline game. Uh, the three latest games, and, uh, and according to Coach Fritz, uh, he thinks that the Skyline and Marionville most resemble his team uh, of the ones that they have tape on, so that's kind of why I went to those. Uh, this is an interesting team. Uh, they've got a little bit of size. They're kind of like mid-buck. They've got a little size, but not enough. Uh, they kind of rely on just being in the right spot and kind of moving people the way they need them, toughness and, and grit and that kind of thing. So that much is similar. I don't think they've got the same speed as a mid-Buchanan has, uh uh they they're an interesting uh formation set uh, you know I was, I was chatting with coach i said man uh the- They'll go shotgun three wide uh, on one side and, and single on the other. Or, and, and then the next play, they're, they're showing single wing kind of concepts and, you know, double snaps. And it, it's, it's a weird offense. Uh, and just in the fact that there's so many things that they're doing, they look like they're very good at what they do. They know what they're doing. Uh, I think positioning is going to be very, very important for mid-Buchanan, especially defensively, kind of getting, making sure they're lined up right and who has what responsibilities just because they're going to change formation so much and move people around. They've got a running back. The, uh, this guy's a dude. To, to steal coach fritz's uh, his comment this uh, this weatherspoon kid he's a junior he's ran for 2300 almost 2400 yards clifton he's got 34 touchdowns on like 220 touches that's 15 percent of his carries have gone to the house he's averaging 170 a game this kid's insane uh and uh, coach fritz said to me just on first impression he said he kind of reminds him of sawyer morrow and watching tape he's right that's kind of the the back we're all familiar with that he really reminds you of he's just okay maybe you bottled him up for one or two Next one's going for 60 65. Good luck catching the kid because once he gets to the outside or or finds the second second level, it's going to be tough to bring him down. He's a good sized kid, uh, tipping in at, at what 511, 170. He's got speed. He, he doesn't seem to be much in a moves kind of guy. He's more of a get to the line and go. Uh, might make one move and make you miss or, or maybe even just run you over. He seems to have a little bit of power in there as well. Uh, so we'll see what that matchup's like. But uh, uh, defensively, that's kind of, a, I'm kind of having a hard time pinning what I think of this team, because one play, it'll look like they're very aggressive and coming downfield. Uh, the next play, it, it almost seems like they're kind of waiting on you to bring the action to them. Um, obviously, they're very, very good. I mean, uh, they, they had, what, three shutouts in a row early in the season, had numerous games where they only gave up one score in the game, kind of like mid-Buchanan. They're right there in that same ballpark as far as the points allowed uh, kind of stats there. I don't think they play the same competition, but that's a, that's another beast altogether. Uh, but this defense is interesting, because I, I, I'm really impressed with the way that the defensive backs come down the field and help out in run support. They also seem to be pretty good at their zone coverage and they do play a lot of zones. So well, that'll be an interesting matchup too. Uh, but, but those defensive backs are really good in run support. Uh, the line seems to be very good at just kind of holding the line of scrimmage and letting you kind of come to them and then shutting down and, and swarming. Um, so it's going to be an interesting chess match to see kind of how this game develops uh, as the two teams kind of kind of kind of punch and counterpunch and, and those jabs and feeling each other out there through the first quarter or so. Uh, there, there's going to be some interesting matchups that that both teams are going to kind of want to poke and prod and see what happens thank you so much chris ward for coming on the show once again and now
2: here are thoughts from chris Rush from kq2 on the big state championship game
1: well i think you've got two of the very absolute best teams in the state meeting up and that's how it should be and maybe can did do the semifinals. they've just you know fast they move the football they're able to to do a lot of things that other teams can't do. And you look at what they did in the semifinals, they were undersized compared on the offensive line, but they won the battle up front. They won the battle. They're able to power and move people, even though they may not have the size and you know, weight advantage that other teams do. They're able to do these things. And, you know, if you look at what maybe Kim's been able to do, not just this year, but leading up to this year, it's become part of the program at this point that this team has made it to three straight semifinals. They finally get over the hump this year with the state championship appearance. And this all goes back, I think a lot to what this senior class did in 2017. They won one game that season, but you look back a lot of close games, they were fighting, but you had a lot of inexperience on that team. I mean, Javon Noise. He was the quarterback from day one his freshman year. And you ask Coach Fritz, you ask Javen, ask a lot of people. I don't know what the roster officially has him listed at, but he's probably about 5'7", 5'8". And he doesn't look the part of a quarterback, but he is a tremendous quarterback here in the Class 1 level, just able to throw the football. He's a hard-nosed runner. He's got some seed to him. That's one of the big parts of what Javon Noyes has been able to do. He took over and how he's improved from freshman, sophomore, junior to senior year. You have guys like Creed Webster who started at left tackle at about, I think Coach Fritz only about 130 pounds 140 pounds this freshman season. And now he's one of the best players in the state too. This senior class believed from the beginning they worked at it and they were being rewarded with a state championship opportunity this Saturday.
2: Thank you so much, Chris Roush, for joining us. Now, before we leave, we're going to tell you ways that you can catch the ball game this Saturday. If you want to watch it via stream, you can go to Misha.tv and purchase the game for $15. But here's the deal. With that $15, not only do you get the Class 1 state championship game, but you get all of them. For $15.75, that's the total. With tax and everything, $15.75. You get seven championship games. thats two twenty-five is a game. Definitely $15. Go purchase the Class 1 title game. For those who are um, small class title game fans, definitely you can dip your toe into a little bit of bigger classes. Definitely get your fill there for $15. If you don't want to pay the $15 in streaming, you can always catch it on the radio with um, 100.1 FM on your FM dial dial. Uh, with Chris Ward always on the call. He's going to have Nick McCutcheon on the color with him. So if you want to catch it on the radio dial, it's 100.1. Or if you want to catch it online, it's on NorthwestMoInfo.com. Their pregame starts at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock kickoff in Wardsville, Missouri. So definitely thank you so much to Coach Fritz. Thank you to Jake Vinsel. Thank you to Chris Ward and Chris Rash for all coming on. Thank you guys so much again. And good luck to both teams in the Class 1 title game this Saturday. And until then, take care, everybody.